Hi, we're the ladies of LifeSite, and we're so glad you're here. We're ladies simply navigating the challenges and triumphs of this modern culture as moms, wives, sisters, and daughters. Join us each week as we discuss the raw questions and situations that we face every day from our unique perspectives. So grab your cup of coffee, tea, or beverage of choice, and let's dive into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Rebecca. Hi, I'm Maddie. Hi, I'm Lisa. Hi, I'm Claire. Well, welcome everyone to the Ladies of LifeSite podcast. I'm Lisa, and I've got a cup of honey lavender stress relief tea that I'm sipping on because it's been one of those mornings, but I hope you're enjoying something yummy too as you listen in to today's conversation. As today is Holy Thursday and we commemorate the Last Supper and enter into the holiest of days in preparation for Easter, we have a special treat for all of you today. I'm joined by all three of my fellow Ladies of LifeSite co-hosts with the discussion on Easter traditions and ways that we have incorporated them into our home. I grew up in a home where our traditions were centered around attending church to help us understand why we were celebrating the holiday to begin with. Sometimes there was an Easter egg hunt after the service for the kids. And then the most important part after that was being surrounded by family. And sometimes that meant just my parents and five siblings or my entire extended family of 50 plus people gathering together for a huge Easter meal. I grew up in a home where my father worked multiple jobs to cover our bills, and we never had very much financially to incorporate many traditions around holidays, but what we did have was each other. And now, as a mother myself with young children, and my oldest is at the age where she's really just starting to understand holidays, my husband and I are really starting to figure out what things we can incorporate for our kids to help them understand the true meaning of Easter. So traditions are somewhat honestly a struggle for me as a mom because I grew up with the holidays being so simple where my husband grew up in a non-Christian home with extravagant decorations and traditions every single holiday so we're trying to work on that balance of figuring out you know what routines and traditions we can bring into our family. I have the desire personally to begin some new traditions for our family but the reality is and I'm sure some of you can relate (laughs) that I find myself buried in changing diapers, chasing my kids around, balancing nap times, and just keeping up with the daily routines of our house that I often feel like a failure sometimes when it comes to holidays. But on the other hand, this often causes me to think of Mary as she raised Jesus, chasing him around and, you know, trying to keep up with her daily tasks as a mom. So it kind of shifts my perspective when I think of it that way. But one piece of advice I heard from a mentor mom of mine over Christmas, as we talked about Christmas traditions that I want to share as we begin today's conversation was this. She said, traditions in and of themselves can be helpful and memorable for our families, but don't get so caught up trying to do all your traditions that you miss Jesus. So with that in mind, I want to turn it over to Maddie, Reba, and Claire to discuss this a little further. We do have some fun questions for you as well, just to kind of have some fun with it today. But what are some ways that all of you have just overcome that desire to want to do more? when it comes to holidays or traditions, but you simply just can't based on just all the things you're carrying, just everything you're doing around the house, all of that. So Reba, let's start with you. What are some ways that you've tried to overcome this? Oh gosh, I think that really I've battled a lot with that because my mom, she really struggled with a bunch of like the big holidays, like Thanksgiving and Christmas because her parents passed away around that time. And so holidays were always kind of a little bit of a struggle for her. So we had some traditions and I held really tight to them growing up, you know, Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, all of them. We had 
like major traditions. And then as we got older, I was, I was actually telling you guys earlier, so I'll, I'll share with our listeners too, that especially around Easter, I, I, it's kind of a funny tradition. We had like meals with just us five in our family and our extended family all lives pretty far away. So it was just us five for Easter, especially. And we, as my, as we got older, it just was one of those that just kind of fell to the back burner. And so a lot of the traditions that we had just weren't as, as forefront for my family. We still did like certain little things. And probably the biggest tradition that has stuck out that I've carried into my family is my dad every Easter morning would, we would all still be sleeping. He would probably crank our stereo up all the way. And he would play the Easter song by Keith Green, which I don't know if any of you have heard, but it's a beautiful song. And I'll probably put a YouTube link in the description if you want to hear it. It's really beautiful. And so that's something that I've carried into my own family. It's really simple, but it's something that brings me a lot of joy. And the song is so much about just the resurrection and how what a joyous day that is. So I think it's a simple way for me to not feel too much pressure, but an easy way to, to bring Christ at the center while still kind of having a tradition. So that's kind of a little bit of my background at least and and kind of where we are with something simple and easy to do for traditions. But I really do. I struggle a lot with like wanting to make memories for my kids and making sure that I have something that they'll always remember and this is what we do every year. But yet I'm like, I just don't have time to do something really big or or, you know, extravagant. And so, like you said, Lisa, like I'm in the middle of chase, chasing kiddos and changing diapers and, you know, making meals and just the realities of every day that sometimes the holidays seem a little bit more than I can handle. So what can I do that's simple? And that's, that's kind of where I am. I really like that, Reba. Just the other day, I was actually thinking back to some of my childhood memories because Maybe that's what happens when you're a mom. I also smelled lime jello, which for some reason made me think of of our summers. But one of the things that I realized was, you know, we have we had a lot of traditions as a family and they grew and they developed. But one of the constant themes throughout everything that we did for all of our holidays and just being a family in general and a lot of my best memories, they're about the love and the joy. Right. So it's not so much about the fact that we always had an Easter egg hunt or we always had, you know, this specific thing. It was about how much joy we had celebrating and being together and all the love that we felt. So when I was growing up, we would have, you know, real simple Easter egg hunts. My mom was just amazing, even with four crazy, crazy kiddos. We never had anything like over the top, but she always made sure holidays were special. But as we got older, we started going to the vigil, right? You don't really need to have an Easter egg hunt when everybody's middle school and into high school. And it was always about either mass Sunday morning on Easter or the vigil and and the joy that came with those, you know, going to mass and celebrating Christ, you know, singing the, the Alleluia, which I'm not really supposed to say during Lent, but that joy, I I will never forget. It just, I don't know, it's, it's a feeling of joy and love to me that really stood out when I was thinking about what our traditions were for Easter. It, it wasn't ever one specific thing. I know for me with a little one, you know, it's, it's our first Easter with a little one. So it it's not really any anything that we need to have Easter egg hunts for anything, but still, I'm still already thinking about those traditions. And, and to me, 
I don't, I don't know, just that happiness that comes from having a holiday. It doesn't matter what you do. Everybody is just so filled with that that happiness and that joy and that excitement. And to me, that's that's what locks in memories. Yeah, I love that, Maddie. That's, yeah, that's so true. Claire, I'm super interested to know some of your traditions because, you know, you guys... <laughs> You have like your Filipino history or culture and all of that. And I know you and I actually talked about a couple of days ago because we had a Passover Seder that you actually grew up with a, with Seders as well as part of like this kind of celebration. So I'm really interested to hear some of your traditions and what you guys do now. I'm actually really relieved that you reminded me of that because <laughs> I kind of forgot about that. No, it's funny because I was, I've been thinking about this and like no memories really come to mind. It's kind of strange. I don't know why. We just always spent it with family, right? Like I'm one of six. So, you know, either us, but growing up in the Philippines, Holy Week was a really big deal, right? Basically all the stores are closed during Holy Week. So I just remembered that always being in church kind of the entire week. So I think, yeah, I guess my memories come from that and our traditions come from that. It's just like being at church all the time and being with our community all the time. And it was a very lovely community, a very lovely childhood. And then we moved to Florida and that a lot of those traditions kind of went away just because life here is a little bit different. You know, we still, of course, went to church and did everything, but it was just, it was, it was different. And Easter Sunday was spent with family. That's kind of how it was and how it kind of is now, you know, just us spending basically the entire day together. But for me, I spent a lot of my 20s alone. I was working in another state, so I never really took the time to like go home for Easter. So I actually hold on to that more of like being by myself and having really just being able to spend a Holy Week and Easter just with Jesus and myself. I feel so incredibly blessed and lucky to have had that time. Now I live with my family, so it's a little crazier. But for me, I, I, I held on more to like the time in my 20s when I was alone and I could spend as much time as I wanted to in church. It was kind of it was lovely. I love that. And I, there are times where I look back on my time in college when I was alone. And that was shortly after college is when I actually became Catholic. And so I always look back on that. And the, the time that I was able, even when I went to mass, to, to just focus on mass without kids tugging on me and going crazy. And <laughs> But I do love that. And I think that having that, even though I don't have that now, I think can kind of, I know we can we can go back to that too and recognize that we all go through these different seasons, you know, in our lives and different with different holidays and all of that. But something that Maddie and, and Reba, all of you kind of touched on that I heard somewhere in a conversation with other moms was that sometimes we can get so caught up wanting to do so much for our kids, you know, and do all these different traditions, but it can kind of become stressful because then we get hard on ourselves for maybe not being able to incorporate all the things we want or trying to do all the things. And then we end up as this just stressed out ball of nerves or anxiety or just a hot mess. And one mom I was talking to said, you know, I've just had to let that go and just really focus on what matters around these holidays. And that's, you know, like you said, Maddie, just being together and, you know, really focusing on what's the purpose of this holiday to begin with and just keeping it simple like that, because otherwise I don't want my kids to grow up and look back and remember me being 
just stressed out all the time on holidays. I don't want them to remember me as a stressed out mom because I, in my mind, I'm trying to do all these things for them to help them to remember the holiday and have all these good memories when what they're seeing is a stressed out mom. And so I thought that was just kind of a neat perspective and kind of helps me at least be at ease, giving myself permission to not have to feel like I have to do all the things. I think it's really important to remember, Lisa, what you just said about like this being a season in life. I think once your kids are a little bit older, you can do a lot more. And once your older kids are in an age where they can help you, you can do even more than that. And too, I think like, when you are a grandma, like you get to do different things. Cause like I have never colored Easter eggs with my kiddo, my oldest, because my mom has always done it. Like she's always been there and kind of filled that in. And so I've kind of let her enjoy that, that side of things. And then I don't have to have the pressure of, of like adding that kind of activity or craft into my week or day. Cause quite honestly, I think the first year that he was a like, old enough to enjoy it. I just didn't have the capacity or like ability to do it. And then she did it that year and then they've kind of done it every year since. And so now it's kind of become their thing. So I think there's kind of even that too, is just knowing some of these things can wait until you can help your own children and step in and fill, fill different roles and activities too, which is cool. Can I just add Reba to that is I think it's really important to allow other people to help you. Like, I don't have any children, but I have lots of nieces and nephews. And my sisters are really great about letting me do things like that with my nieces and nephews. They don't have to be there to color eggs or whatever, but I can do it with them. And they let me. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And I think that it provides a lot of joy to both like to both parties in that instance. Like I loved getting to go. I picked up my kids from my, from my mom's house yesterday and just seeing the joy on my kiddos faces, like saying, look what we did with Maggie. Like we just, we enjoyed this time. And, you know, so there was joy in, in, like you said, in allowing her to play that role and kind of have that fun activity, which is fun. As a, Catholic convert, I struggle to figure out ways to incorporate just like the purpose of, you know, Easter, different holidays with my kids at home, because I mean, they're so young. So they're just now starting to understand and see, you know, understand holidays in general. But one way I found this year that it has really just kind of been my go to is I got a couple Easter books, like Christian Easter books that tell the story of Easter. And my oldest has just loved it. Like she's really taken to it. And then when we go to mass, I can kind of bring those pieces of the story in and talk about, you know, okay, remember when, you know, it was Palm Sunday this last Sunday, you know, part of the the book was, it started with Palm Sunday and Jesus coming to Jerusalem. And then with Palm Sunday, I was able to kind of incorporate that and kind of explain to her while we were there in in the best that I could to, you know, a three-year-old. But I found like, that's, some of the most I can do right now is just do different crafts or just the books at bedtime to try and incorporate those things. So let's talk about some fun questions. So you talked about coloring eggs, Reba. What are for you ladies, just for fun, what's your favorite like Easter dish? Dessert. (laughs) (laughs) You can't go wrong with that. (laughs) Chocolate. (laughs) I love the ham. I don't know. Ham is like my favorite Easter dish. 
there's something about it that reminds me of Easter. I don't know if it's just because that's what we had growing up, but with brown sugar glaze or honey glaze, they have to say brown sugar glaze, right? <laughs> right. Maddie, Reba, do you guys have a favorite dish or? You know, I don't think that I do. I can't even remember what we would make when I was younger. Now, my husband's a big fan of lamb, so we make lamb chops, um, which is like something that's very unusual for me because growing up, we never had lamb, but that's like our only staple. Every year, everything else kind of circulates depending on what I have time for and, you know, what's in the pantry. What are your favorite, like, Easter candies? Oh, gosh. I love just the Cadbury eggs, <laughs> like the ones with the like, whatever, gooey filling. My dad always loved getting those. And so he and I, that was like our thing. We were the only two in the family that like loved those. And so I don't know, there's something about eating those that just always makes me think of my dad and I always get him some and I don't know, just our little, our little thing. <laughs> but it was like a huge treat as a little kid because I don't know, normally you would just get like a chocolate bunny or we would do cho- like a chocolate cross. And so it was like something different, but that's my favorite. Have you gotten some for him this year yet? I haven't yet, actually. I don't, I don't know. I need to do that. I'll see him on Saturday. So <laughs> I, I guess I should probably do that. <laughs> my parents never really got us very much like candy, but I remember my mom Every holiday, kind of as I got older, she would start to, like, when we'd wake up in the morning, she would have some kind of candy as a present for us on the counter in the kitchen. And so usually Easter was like a chocolate bunny of some sort of or some size. So I always, chocolate bunnies, I feel like are my favorite just because of that kind of memory, even though I don't think I've ever been able to eat the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, how about this? If you all could create your own Easter basket for yourself, what three things would you put in it? I would definitely put in some chocolate because I love chocolate, but I'd also include like a nice rosary and probably a book, like a Marian book or a, a book on reflections because just like kind of I talked about joy and, and love being those two big memories for me for Easter. Also, just like Claire said, the fix, not the fixation, but the focus on church. So to me, my Easter basket would contain kind of items that are a little bit more prayerfully focused, kind of little prayer splurges, so to speak. I love that. And I love that your mind went to that because mine definitely did not. Mine's like a new phone. <laughs> Well, we didn't grow up with Easter baskets. That's not a thing in the Philippines. Like, and my parents certainly did not carry that tradition. Like, we did not have that tradition even growing up in Florida. So, yeah. And and I've met some friends who have, like, really nice Easter baskets with, like, toys and things. I'm like, why? (laughs) I just didn't understand. I feel like I would do. I mean, we never really had the Easter basket tradition growing up, but it's something that we're we're doing this year I think just because it's I don't know I just felt like <laughs> doing it so but it, if I were having one for me I totally would go in that direction too like I would definitely think a book of some sort that would you know just grow me spiritually and grow me in my faith but I definitely would love like a gift certificate for a massage or some kind <laughs> of <laughs> like way to just a pedicure and, like, get away from the kids for a minute and I'm sure there were moments too where Mary felt like she needed a break too. So (laughs) that's how I kind of look at it. (laughs) 
<laughs> we should include links to our favorite books. Let's do it. We can include that in the show notes or something. Wait, what about Reba? Your Easter basket. Oh, gosh. I'm... Let's see. I like all of, all of the things. Everything you all mentioned, I would like in my Easter basket. I would like a massage. I'd love a new phone. I need some books. And you can toss in some chocolate and probably <laughs> a turkey sub at this point. Oh, yes. <laughs> Should we send this to your husband's? Yes, probably so. <laughs> can you do that? Perfect. Well, I will explain my um, turkey sub because I, I don't think our Ladies of Life site listeners know, but we are expecting our our third. So Lisa and I get to be pregnant at the same time again. <laughs> so I said this is so weird not being pregnant at the same time. I'm pretty sure I said that in our first episode. Here we are, episode five. I've, I've made it. We've arrived. So, but I crave I crave turkey subs <laughs> during my pregnancies. So and your Here cravings are. are making me crave turkey oh. subs. So well, it's good protein. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we end off today, I think I. I I have one um, kind of question that's been on my mind of that maybe our listeners would just love some insight on, or maybe they're struggling with this too, but how have all of you handled different conversations, maybe with your in-laws or friends or other family members who insist on incorporating the secular pieces of holidays, like the Easter bunny, et cetera, into your homes? I don't know if you, if that's something you struggle with or something that's come up, but do any of you have kind of any insight or anything that you've done or even just thoughts on what you would recommend um, to our listeners of how to kind of handle that? Well, I'll hop in and just say, I feel really lucky because my parents and then my husband's parents kind of raised us really both the same way. And there wasn't a whole lot of the secular stuff, except for I have a wonderful aunt and she she's like really big into holidays. So she sends a bunch of stuff that is like Easter bunny and all of that kind of stuff around Easter. And she sends it to our kiddos. The only struggle that I have is, is kind of figuring out, you know, how much do we share? How much do we give? But it's really kind of easy since for the most part, there's really that only, that's really the only introduction, quote unquote, of, of that kind of secular content is just from her. And so it's just kind of a fun like a fun gift and they don't really like he hasn't asked my eldest hasn't asked anything and he's he's three and a half and so he hasn't really asked any questions about what it is or or anything like that yet so I guess we'll kind of take that in stride when it happens but I feel like so far it's just kind of like a fun thing that he gets and it, there's nothing really about it but if you ask him what Easter's about he'll tell you it's all about Jesus and and kind of share a little bit of that. So I feel really lucky in that in that sense that we've really not had a whole lot of issues trying to figure out how to how to approach it at least yet. So I feel like we're pretty sheltered. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat as Reba. We just we haven't don't have a lot of people in our circles that we have to deal with that for. But when it does come up or on the off occasion that something focusing on Christ in our family has been kind of our main way to balance that. You know, it's kind of like if you eat a bunch of chocolate, you really should, you know, maybe have some veggies with that. It, it, so we just really try to balance that. And when people do kind of want to focus on the secular, sometimes I'm patient and sometimes I'm not. And I'll just say, you know what, that's not the that's not the point of Easter. We, we don't do that in our house because that's that's not the point of Easter. That's not what it's about. And, you know, you win friends, you lose friends. But to me, Easter is just one of the most important holidays. And I don't, I don't necessarily have 
I wouldn't call it patience, but I'm not afraid to call people out and just remind them what it's about. I love that, Maddie. I love that you're like that because that's I feel like that's how we all should be in just our fearless, passionate pursuit of, you know, making sure that Christ is at the center of everything. That's really awesome. My mother-in-law the other day asked my daughter on a call. We were FaceTiming them because they live out of state and we were talking about Easter and my mother-in-law said, oh, is is the Easter bunny going to visit your house to my daughter? And I I mean, I just kind of was shocked because that's not even something we did in our house growing up. And it's just not even something that crossed my mind. And I'm like, that's not even what this holiday is about. I mean, it's just, it was kind of a given to me, but it just kind of took me off guard because I wasn't expecting that. But my husband grew up in a non-Christian home and I basically just opened up a conversation with my daughter later on to just talk about how, like you said, Maddie, you have that conversation of, yeah, that's not something we do in our home. You know, this holiday is all about Jesus. This is, I mean, truly Easter is the most, I mean, it's, for me, it's such an important um, holiday for centered around our faith. I mean, this is without this, without Jesus rising from the dead, we wouldn't have the faith that we have. And so I just flat out told my daughter that we, we don't do the Easter bunny and (laughs) the Easter bunny's not coming to your house. (laughs) This is just not part of it. So I just have to flat out tell her, I mean, so I agree. I think it's it, sometimes that can help because it, when people ask those questions, because they can open up those conversations with your kids so that they have a chance to ask you and you can kind of fill in the gaps. I was actually just going to say almost exactly what you said, that it's a great way to have a dialogue, but also that Easter is 100% my favorite holiday because it is so important to our faith and it's just such a faith-filled holiday. You know, Christmas sometimes gets hijacked by the presents and all those things and really the death of Christ on the cross and, and Good Friday. It's really Holy Week that is my favorite time period because like Claire said, it's that time for reflection, time to be in church because it's my favorite holiday holiday time week whatever you would like to refer to it as I think that's why I'm so passionate about just kind of a no-nonsense defense of it because it's something that's really important to you and really valuable that it's it's not hard to defend something like that it's like if somebody were to come up and you know insult or hurt one of our kids it, it wouldn't be you wouldn't think twice about being fearless about stepping in for them and I think that that's maybe a good mindset to have just in general is to remember, look, I can be fearless. I really can. And here are some instances when I am. And to to kind of try to carry that into other areas of our life when it really is just as important. It's just that our mama instincts or our instincts in general don't necessarily take over. It takes that little extra cognitive step. So I guess that would just be my my two cents and a bit of advice to listeners if you're having trouble with in-laws or whomever, just remember not necessarily what's at stake, but what the value is and things that are valuable are worth protecting. You know, in the Bible, when they talk about finding the pearl of great price and selling everything for it, you know, Easter is, is such an important holiday. It's, we need to have more of kind of that mentality than anything else. I love that. That's so good, Maddie. I think that we really are all out of time for today. I hope that all of you listening enjoyed our conversation and were able to glean some ideas and insights. Thank you just for listening in today. We're just so grateful for all of you. I hope that you know you can join us next week as we talk to a special guest, Michelle Kaufman, about her pro-life journey. And we might touch on her experience living in New Zealand during this last year amidst all the COVID craziness. But if you haven't yet, be sure to just subscribe to our email list so you can know when next week's episode goes live. I also highly recommend subscribing to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. 
And if you'd like to contact us with any comments or topics that you'd like to hear discussed, please email us at ladies at lifesitenews.com. And we wish you a holy and happy Easter. And we can't wait for you to join us next week. Thank you so much. God bless.